0: Hello and welcome to our baseball wrap-up and hot stove episode of the Big Recon on Sports Podcast. I am your host, I am the Big Recon. And today, sadly, we will bring you the last predominantly baseball-filled show until February in our 2019 season preview. 2018 was an amazing year. The Red Sox cemented themselves as the closest thing to a dynasty we've seen since the Yankees of the late 90s into the 2000s with their fourth title in the last 14 years. 2018 also brought a lot of closure. We haven't heard it for sure yet, but Joe Maurer has most likely played his last game in Minnesota, Adam Jones in Baltimore, and of course David Wright with the New York Mets, as well as Jose Reyes. I don't believe they'll bring him back either. But one thing, before I dive into the hot stove and the awards that I want to put out there, That brings joy to my heart. Bartolo Colon wants to play next season at the age of 45. I am sending out this plea to baseball in general. Please, someone pick him up and let it be a National League team. We want to see this man hit. So as I said in the last episode, we're going to get into some of the hot stove stuff. Where I think these guys are going to end up. And what I did was I took the top 25 free agents from MLB.com. And I put where I think they're going to end up. doesn't mean it's where they're going to go. It doesn't mean who's going to pay them the most. It means this is the guy I looked at, looked at the numbers that they have, looked at the type of player they are, and this is where I think they're going to end up. So let's start at the top. He was the most sought-after guy in the trade market, and now he's going to be the most sought-after free agent, and that's Manny Machado. Let me put it to you this way. Magic Johnson is not going to let this guy go. I think he stays with the Dodgers. The big wrinkle thrown into this is the Dodgers GM was just given the president of baseball operations job with the Giants. Who knows what's going to happen? I just do not believe that Manny Machado will be leaving the Dodgers. A World Series run while he was there. They can move Corey Seager to second base. I think he stays in L.A. And it's a great move. I know Brody Van Wagen into the Mets has talked about being in in on every free agent. I know people are saying, oh, the Mets are a good spot. I'll get into what I think the Mets ought to do at the end of the episode. But I think Machado stays with the Dodgers. Bryce Harper goes to the Giants. Now, the Giants can pay him. The Giants need a power bat. And Harper needs to be on a team that knows how to get out of the first round of the playoffs. Uh, Scott Boris, who is my least favorite person in all of baseball is talking about a move to first base for Bryce Harper. Does that change things for where he ends up? Let's put it this way. The nationals offered him 10 years, 300 million and he turned it down flat. So, you know, DC's out. Um, I think he goes to the giants. They are the perfect match for him. Uh, get the splashdowns, all that great stuff. The Giants aren't far away. I think a stable bat in the middle of their lineup is going to be what puts them over the top. They have good pitching, headlined by Bumgarner. Let's see where they go with that, but I think Harper goes to the Giants. Patrick Corbin, the lefty out of Arizona. The Yankees. And as much as I can't stand to say it, the Yankees need pitching. And I've said this for years. Uh, One of the guys later down the way you'll hear stayed in New York, and that's CeCe Sabathia, for one final year. But Patrick Corbin makes sense. The Yankees need pitching. You don't know what you have at Luis Severino once you get past the month of September. Jay Happ is a free agent. Uh, They really don't have anything left in the minor leagues. Patrick Corbin's going to get a lot of money from the Yankees, and that's where he heads. Michael Brantley the former Indian, goes to Philadelphia. They need a veteran left-handed bat. As much as everyone says, oh, the Phillies can go at Harper and Machado, it's not going to happen. Brantley goes to Philadelphia, fits in nicely with Carlos Santana, his former Indians teammate, and Reese Hoskins, who is an absolute beast, to back up that very good pitching rotation. Craig Kimbrell, New York Mets. The Mets' bullpen is the biggest eyesore this franchise has right now. Jacob deGrom would have been a unanimous Cy Young Award winner had his bullpen been able to ever hold him a lead. Craig Kimbrell at the back end is still a viable closer with great stuff in a pitcher's ballpark at Citi Field. This makes sense. Brody Van Wagen is going to be in on him. I believe he ends up with the Mets. Dallas Keuchel, formerly of Houston, If he doesn't go back to Houston, look for the Cleveland Indians to be in on him. Yes, the rumors now are the Yankees are checking in on Corey Kluber and all these other guys, and that's great. And if I'm the Indians and they want Kluber, Gleyber Torres and Miguel Andujar are both in Cleveland if that happens. There is no other way. Um, But I think Cleveland could be in on Dallas Keuchel. He's coming off an injury-filled year. He wasn't as great as he could be. Adding him to that Indians rotation is really something they don't have. They don't really have a lefty. They had the kid from a couple years ago, and his name is escaping me right now, that pitched them into the World Series in the playoffs. Ryan Merritt is the gentleman's name, excuse me. Um, So a lefty is needed in Cleveland. But you're going to add him to a rotation that, for the first time in history, sported four 200 strikeout pitchers. He's a good fit, and he doesn't have to pitch in the number in the number one or the number two. Makes him an even better fit. Nelson Cruz, uh, he goes back to Seattle. He's a DH. Uh, there's really no re- needed DH elsewhere, and he, in his prime, was a severe defensive liability. Just ask the Rangers in the 2011 World Series. Nathan Eovaldi, who came out of the World Series, is probably the highest stock raiser in all the baseball in the postseason. Look for Philadelphia to be in on him. When you pair him with Aaron Nola and Jake Arrieta, now you're talking a top five rotation in the National League to go with the Mets and go with the Dodgers and go with um, San Francisco or the Cardinals. Getting that third power arm in that rotation I think is going to help the Phillies put this over the top. The Phillies were in it until mid-September when Atlanta started pushing away and the Phillies couldn't beat anybody to save their life. Philly adds Eovaldi. Um, this is the best move for them, I think. Adam Adovino, another reliever. Look for the Mets to be in on him as Brody Van Wagenen is going to be in on everybody. Uh, look for Colorado to stay in on him. You know, Colorado was a game 163 away from winning the West. They need to keep their bullpen intact. Uh, but yeah, look for the Mets to be in on him, looking for bullpen help. Look for teams like the Yankees, um, even Cleveland with Cody Allen being a free agent and Andrew Miller. Um, but yeah, Outavino is going to be a guy. He's a bridge guy. Um, look for the Yankees. Look for the Mets where he ends up. If the Mets don't get Kimbrell, Adovino may be an option to add in there and bring back someone else to close. But look for Odovino to end up with the Yankees uh, to help Batances and Chapman at the back end of that bullpen. Wilson Ramos, the catcher. He's going to be with the New York Mets. As much as it pains me, it's time to move on from Travis Darno. He's coming off a of Tommy John surgery. Kevin Ploiecki, as good as he is, is a backup. Tomas Nito is a couple years away, and I don't know if he's a starter. Um, so it pains me to say it, but I believe that Wilson Ramos will be a New York Mets. Uh, short-term deal, they're not going to sign him long-term. Uh, but Travis Darno, it's time for him to be in the in the rearview mirror. Um, you know, this is a guy, the, the only catchers to take the Mets to the World Series, Jerry Grody, Gary Carter, Mike Piazza, and Travis Darno. But the injuries have taken over. and Darno's time in New York, I believe, is is up. UCA Kikuchi, who's in Japan. Uh, Anaheim. The Otani factor is huge. And Artie Moreno's not afraid to spend money. Uh, I haven't done a lot of research on him. The first time I heard about him was the other day when I started compiling this list. Uh, I left him in here because the posting fee for him will be put up. I believe it's going to be put up by... The Yankees, the Angels, and the Mariners, the three teams that have had a lot of Japanese uh, success. And, yeah, I think Anaheim's a team. Uh, they, they took very good care of Otani. They're going to take care of this guy, too. Yes, Manny Grandal. Now, most people that I know would have said, oh, Grandal's going to go to the Mets. Um, I don't think so. I don't think the Dodgers really want to break this team up. I believe Grandall will stay with the Dodgers. He had some yips in the uh, postseason with his defense. He's still a very good offensive catcher. But he's going to stay there. He's way too good for the Dodgers to let him go anywhere else. Because then you get into the fact that the team up the road a little bit in San Francisco will probably end up wanting to move Buster Posey very soon. I don't believe Brandon Belt is going to be there much longer. Do you lose him to the Dodgers? Or the Giants, excuse me. That's I don't think that's an option for the Dodgers. Uh, Charlie Morton. Back to Houston. Uh, Lance McCullers is having Tommy John. He's not going to pitch in 2019. The only two pitchers that Houston has under contract are Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander. That's a great way to start, but you need three guys behind him. Charlie Morton's been there a while. Uh, he's going to stay there. Uh, Ryu... Is going to stay with the Dodgers. I think it's already been done. Mike Moustakis. I'm torn on this one. Going back to Kansas City is definitely a possibility. Alex Gordon's still there. Um, Sally Perez is still there. Alcides Escobar is still there. Of course, Hosmer and L- Locaine are both gone. Um, but look for Moustakis to stay in Milwaukee. This is a team that was one game from the World Series, and is almost entirely under contract. Look for them to st- look for him to stay in Milwaukee. He's a good left-handed bat to go with Ryan Braun, with Low Kane. Milwaukee, I think, is going to have the, the heartstrings pull with Kansas City, but I think he stays in Milwaukee. A.J. Pollock, the outfielder from Arizona, I believe will take the qualifying offer. The qualifying offers this year are $17.9 million. They're not anything to shake a stick at. But I believe he goes um, back to Arizona. He takes the qualifying offer. He needs a full year healthy. He's coming off some injury issues the last couple of years. Give it another full year of healthy. Stay somewhere you're comfortable with. Who knows? Maybe Arizona rewards him with a long-term contract. Don't know where he's end up, but I believe he will be in Arizona. Jay Happ j Happ's a mystery. I don't believe the Yankees will want him back. Uh, it might be a very dumb move on the part of the Yankees. But I don't know where there's a fit for j Happ unless he goes to the bullpen. Lefty's in the bullpen. Everybody needs him. Um, but I don't know where he ends up. Um, I don't even have a guess with him. Jury's familiar. As much as it pains me to say it, I believe Familia is going to stay in Oakland. Uh, They are a team that will give anybody in that Western division a run for their money uh, with Houston and Seattle, who should be better this year than they were last year. Uh, But they need the guy at the back end of the bullpen. Familia, I don't believe, is going to command as high a salary as some of the other guys. So I believe he will stay in Oakland. As much as I would love him to come back to the Mets, he stays there. David Robertson will stay with the New York Yankees. It's where he started his career. I don't believe he wanted to go um, and leave, but they didn't offer him a contract. Robertson goes back to the Yankees to give them a dominant back end of the bullpen. Um, having Chapman and having Betances and adding Robertson, you make it a six-inning game. And unfortunately, if the Yankees don't add starting pitching, they need to make every night a six-inning game. Andrew Miller. Now, when I wrote this up and worked on this over the weekend, I had put Andrew Miller in Boston. He had been there before. He, you know, the champs need a lefty for the pen to make a run next year. And then I remembered something, and it's been in the news and on social media. Andrew Miller has a great relationship with Mickey Calloway. So I'm going to... Error on the side of caution. Say it's 50-50 between Boston and the Mets. If Andrew Miller goes to the New York Mets and they can bring in Craig Kimbrell, now we're talking a lockdown back into the bullpen when, if healthy, the best rotation in the National League East. Brody said he's going to be in on everybody. Leverage Mickey's relationship with him. Leverage the run to a World Series in 2016. And get Andrew Miller at the back end of the Met bullpen. he had some injury issues this year. he did pitch well down the stretch. Mickey knows how to handle him. Dave Island knows how to handle him. they will have a new um, bullpen coach for the Mets. but with Island and Mickey there, I believe Andrew Miller could be a very very big piece for the New York Mets moving forward. Zach Britton, who is the original guy I thought would go to the Mets, I believe is going to either stay with the Yankees or go back to Baltimore. Uh, It's a culture shock in Baltimore. Um, A very bad year, 100-plus losses this year. Buck Showalter is out. Um, Adam Jones could be out. But Zach Britton, uh, either back to Baltimore or back to the Yankees. If neither of those places look for Cleveland to get in on him, Um, he's not going to command a lot of money. Because of how terrible he was down the stretch for the Yankees. How bad he was in the postseason. But Cleveland's going to lose Andrew Miller. Cleveland's going to lose Cody Allen. They're going to need relievers. Here's Zach Britton. Keep uh, Ottavino, who I just mentioned before. Keep an eye on him with Cleveland. As I mentioned, CeCe Sabathia stayed in New York. Really the only place for him. CeCe's got maybe one year left. He's not what he was now 10 years ago when he when he signed with the Yankees, but I think he's got one more good run in him. If you temper his innings, and building a huge bullpen and having younger guys in the rotation will temper his innings. Josh Donaldson, I believe, will go to St. Louis. St. Louis needs a power right-handed bat to go with Matt Carpenter. Donaldson makes sense. He was healthy toward the end of the year with the Indians, and he played very well. Uh, Don't rule Cleveland out, but I think the Rain Man could get enough money out of this where St. Louis may be the only shot for him to make a decent buck. If he stays in Cleveland, that is still a dynamic offense with Francisco Lindor and Edward Encarnacion, Yonder Alonzo, so on and so on and so on. Daniel Murphy. Anywhere but the New York Mets. And it's not that I don't love Daniel Murphy. We wouldn't have stuff in my house that say 2015 National League champions if it for Daniel Murphy. I don't want him on the Mets. The Mets infield should be what I had alluded to before. He's not the guy in New York. If they had signed him three years ago, yes, but not now. Uh, the final one of the top 25 that we're going to talk about is Marvin Gonzalez. And I think he stays in Houston. Houston's going to want to keep their band together to make sure that they have another shot at going to get to the world series again. They really just have to figure out how to keep their rotation intact or how to build on their rotation. Um, but coming out of last year, I don't see a whole lot of shakeup as far as teams at the top of their divisions. Now, my Mets, uh, Lobaton, Masaraco, Reyes, Ramos, Blevins, Austin Jackson, all elected free agency on the 29th of October. I do not believe any of these men will be retained. Uh, as I said, Lobaton and Mesoraco are serviceable backup catchers, but the Mets have Kevin Ploiecki under contract. I believe they're going to go get a starter. They're not going to... Uh, they're not going to want a backup to be the main guy there, and you know, Met fans who complain about the catchers, you know, I got to tell you, we were spoiled for many years. Gary Carter, Todd Hundley for a couple of years, Mike Piazza, we were very spoiled. Um, you know, it it just brings to light what we want and how badly we want to win. But at the same time, we got to temper what our expectations are for guys at certain positions, knowing we've been spoiled. No one is going to be Keith Hernandez at first base. It's not going to happen. No one is that good defensively. So with that, just kind of keep it in in focus here, Met fans. Brody's going to do a good job. I really feel that way. The only one of those guys that has an outside shot of staying, I believe, is Jerry Blevins. He's a lefty specialist in the bullpen. Miller's more than a lefty specialist, so carrying him in Blevins would actually be a good thing. But if anybody, anybody, is going to be retained, as I said, it's going to be Jerry Blevins. A.J. Ramos is coming off injuries. Jose Reyes is coming off a horrible season. Um... As much as we loved him when he was younger, the Met fan base has turned on him, for lack of a better term. Uh, Austin Jackson, well, maybe I can update that with another guy with an outside shot, especially with the injury to Ioannis Cespedes to start the season. Um, The Mets will need a fourth outfielder. If I'm predicting the Mets opening day, starting lineup, uh, it's... Unfortunately, Dominic Smith is not going to be at first base. So it's Frazier at third, Rosario at short, Jeff McNeil at second, and Peter Alonzo, who is an absolute monster at first base. The outfield is Conforto and Nimmo in the corners and Juan Lagares in center field. Uh, whatever free agent starting catcher they bring in will be behind the plate and, of course, Mickey Calloway already announced Jacob DeGrom will pitch opening day 2019 for the New York Mets. So what are the Mets' other needs? As I mentioned, they need a catcher. They need guys in the bullpen. Is the rotation a need the New York Mets have? I think it is if Jason Vargas turning his season around was a hoax. The question is, was it a hoax? Was Vargas pitching well down the stretch Him um, getting better? Being what he was before? Or is it just he was pitching against garbage? Don't know. Yet to be seen. If I'm the Mets, I'm going out and getting somebody to go with Steven Matz. Get a lefty. That's not Jason Vargas. Or put Seth Lugo back in the rotation. And you can bring your five in that way. So after all the free agency stuff we were talking about, I mentioned I was going to do a preview of the awards coming up in the two leagues. So let's start with the big boys. That's the MVP awards. And the AL MVP, let's be very, very, very plain. The fact that JD Martinez is not a MV- an MVP finalist is an absolute travesty. JD Martinez had maybe the best season out of anybody in the league, and he's not a finalist for the MVP award? That's ridiculous. The MVP is going to go to Boston, though. Uh, Mookie Betts will win the MVP award in the American League. Um, a phenomenal season out of Mookie. Help lead a team to a World Series. It goes to Mookie Betts. AL Rookie of the Year. I don't even know why they're voting. It's going to be Otani. Who was a dominant pitcher before he needed Tommy John. And the guy can flat out rake. The AL Cy Young. That's a different... Um, that's a different argument. Blake Snell won 20 games for a Tampa Bay team that competed way later in the season than people thought they were going to. But there's Corey Kluber. And the Klubot silently got very close to being the number one all-around pitcher in the league. The 20 wins say it's Blake Snell. My gut says it's Corey Kluber. Over in the National League. I don't do manager of the year. I don't care. To be brutally honest with you. And that may sound flippant that I don't care, but. That's a popularity contest. Davey Johnson's Mets won one hundred and eight games. No one liked the Mets. Buck Rogers won the manager of the year. Terry Collins led a team to the World Series. Somebody else won the manager of the year because they liked them better. NL MVP Christian Yelich, guy was what two home runs, three RBIs away from winning the triple crown. Yelich the MVP. On that note, how good? How disgustingly good would the Miami Marlins be if they kept Stanton, Yelich, and all those guys? Think about that for a minute. I'm thinking about it too. That National League East would be a joke if the Marlins were able to have money and add pitching with Yelich, Stanton, Ozuna and all those guys staying in Miami. Again, the NL Rookie of the Year. Same thing as as the uh, American League. It's Ronald Acuna Jr. What a phenomenal season out of Acuna. Helping carry that Atlanta Braves team to a division title. Uh, Became the youngest player to ever hit a grand slam in the postseason. When he homered uh, in Game 3 of the division series against the Dodgers. Becoming the youngest player over Mickey Mantle. That's saying something. The NL Cy Young Award. You really going to make me say it? Are the sports writers really going to make me say it? Because that is the only way we have another baseball show. The National League Cy Young Award winner. Number 48 from the New York Mets. Jacob deGrom. He was the most dominant pitcher the entire season. It is not his fault that his bullpen and is his garbage and his team forgot how to hit for two months. I mentioned these stats before and I and I want, if anybody ever listens to this, that's in the Baseball Writers Association of America, give him Max Scherzer's run support and Jacob DeGrom would be the first 30-game winner since Denny McLean in 1968. That is how dominant. How absolutely, irreversibly dominant Jacob DeGrom was this year. 30 wins. He made 34 starts. He would have been undefeated. Because in the one game he gave up four runs, the Mets gave him a no decision. The guy lost games one to nothing like it was somebody picking up a bottle of water. It happened every day. DeGrom wins a Scion. This hot stove season, unlike last year, has the chance to shape the next 10 to 15 years in the major leagues. Harper and Machado are very young to be hitting free agency like this. I believe there are going to be trades made that are going to shock people. I could be wholly wrong about where people end up. And you could see a GM like Brody Van Wagen and just look his bosses in the face and go, you want to win next year and make all this money back? I need X, Y, and Z. As far as the Mets go, I will say this again. My favorite moment of the 2015 season was in Game 5 of the World Series. Eight of the nine players on the field made their major league debut with the New York Mets. The Mets have talent that can play. I don't believe you need to leave the talent because they're younger. I believe you need to enhance it. Bring in veterans to show them how to play. Leave Todd Frazier. Leave Todd Frazier there. But make sure Frazier understands he's not the guy. I think a big mistake the Mets have made so far is not moving Peter Alonso to third base. Dominic Smith is going to be a phenomenal first baseman. He should not be playing left field just to get at bats. So this closes the book on the 2018 baseball season. But now we get into the hot stove, which is a lot of fun. The GM meetings are coming up. We had the winter meetings in January. And before you know it, February 14th or 15th will be here. And the New York Mets will report to Port St. Lucie for their third, I believe it's their 33rd year in Port St. Lucie. 2019 is going to be a great year. But any year with baseball is a great year. Tune in next week as we go back into college football. It is November. We will look at what these last couple weeks have shown us in the conference ra- races. Big games this weekend. Ohio State at Michigan State in East Lansing at high noon on Saturday. Of course, we'll get into Alabama beating LSU. We'll get into West Virginia over Texas. Wanted to do one more baseball show. As always, we can be found on social media at sports one on Twitter. Big Recon on Sports on Facebook, and you can hear us on SoundCloud, Google Play, and Google Podcasts under the Big Recon on Sports. As I've said before, I would love some reaction on either Facebook, Twitter, it's even Big Recon on Sports, would love to do a fan reaction show. Thank you for listening once again, we'll see you next week.